1: Patrick Davis and the Sports Complex. Weekday afternoons only on the horn.
0: Hour two here on the Sports Complex on a Tuesday afternoon. Text line's open, 512-447-3776. We're asking you, is Todd Brooks going to get 100 yards like he's been doing for most of the season? Who would you like to play in the Big 12 Championship? Do you talk to your hairdresser when you go into it? Uh, We'll get into that. We'll repeat the announcement we made earlier about the new time slot. We'll tell you about that, too. Talk some Texas basketball. They played the defending national champions last night in Madison Square Garden. We'll talk about that and some NFL talk as well. And whatever you guys want to talk about on the text line, 512-447-3776 is the text line number. Uh, if you did not hear the announcement earlier, uh, the line is we are going to be moving. We're, uh, because we've listened to you guys, because we've heard what you said, and because we're trying to get the timing right, uh, we've been able to work it to where we'll be moving our time slot for the sports complex starting December 4th, so about two weeks, from 4 to 6 p.m. We're five to seven right now. We're moving up four to six. If you like Rich Eisen, you will still have Rich Eisen before us. And hour three of Rich Eisen will now be airing six to seven after our show. We're going to be right in the middle, little Rich Eisen sandwich for you. Uh, in the middle, of talking local sports with you, keeping the text line going. But we know that's a lot of you guys are commuting a little bit earlier. So we're going to be trying to get you and uh get you out. And, you know, and if you appreciate everybody listening, And sometimes you guys listen when you get home, and I really do appreciate that. Uh, but we wanted to get more of your commute. Uh, more of you people's commute, so we, uh, we're moving at 4-6 to six starting December 4th. So uh, that is what the big announcement is. Uh, text line's open, though. Let's get into that and get back to that before we get to some Texas basketball. Uh, this text says, like the new hours, appreciate it. Spoiled with local sports, play OU. Uh, the higher rating revenge looks better. OSU has the easier route. I, I think, uh, yeah, OSU does have the easier route, but OU is. And I think that there's something to be said about playing OU. I think that there is something to be said about if you are able to beat them, they're the highest-ranked team. There's something to be said that it goes this. This texter, Oklahoma Greg, says, Absolutely, Oklahoma State. We need to close the door in the Big 12 by beating all the old teams and Gundy has owned Texas the last 10 years and we'll will play OU many more times to avenge this year's loss. And I like that. I personally was, and I'm an o- Oklahoma State guy. I really like to play the Oklahoma State and just beat everybody and just kind of go through. And, you know, that playing to a team twice in a year can sometimes be sketchy. So you just go beat everybody. But I am on the side, too. Oklahoma, depending on what happens in the college football playoff polls, you know, that it could be a better win. And if you avenge your one loss, it could look pretty good on their resume to get another big win, especially if, if, OS, uh, if OU comes out and beats up on TCU this week to get in and they they're able to get backdoor into there and avenge that loss. It's a pretty, it's a pretty, uh, uh, pretty good win. I like that. Uh, I would like to see Oklahoma in the big 12 championship game. Would love to make our last big 12 win a clobbering of Oklahoma. There is something to be said too, of the whole Brett, Yormark and. You know, trying to talk bad about Texas. If it was Texan OU and the Big 12 championship game in the last year of Texan OU is Texan OU and kind of sticking it to the Big 12 on the way out. And I get there's not a ton of bad blood between us and the Big 12, other than Brett Yormark saying that stuff, at, you know, or beginning of the year, there's not really a ton of bad blood. You know, we wanted to go to the SEC. It's not, it's not really bad blood against them. I know. They, you, we can say that the team sometimes treat us poorly because we made all the money and they wanted a complete even split of everything, even though clearly Texas was the bigger brand. I, I get you can get mad at that, but uh, I, I think it, there's something to be funny that would be about if it was Oklahoma and then, you know, we heard Sark said, your mark will be here for uh, the game on, on Friday. So, you know, if he's here for the game and then OU is already and we see that OU gets in, then. He will not be a happy camper. I can't imagine he'd be a happy camper. Uh, The tags are, dang, I missed the announcement. That is the announcement. We'll be moving the show four to six starting December 4th. So hopefully you get that announcement now. I've been going to the same hairdresser for 10 years. She got my hair right the very first time, so kept going back. Only thing is she is a talker, and I'm not. But it's better to have someone someone not have to tell them how to do my hair. It's a vicious cycle. Uh, Yeah, I agree with that. I'm with you on that one. I'm with you on that one. Uh, Fox says play Oklahoma and kick their butt this time. Like that text. Uh, this texter says, I want another shot at Oklahoma. They gave us their best shot at the college. They gave us our best shot at the college football playoff. I agree with that. I agree with that. So I am with you. We got some more texts. We'll get to them. Keep sending them in 512-447-3776. I do want to talk about Texas football, uh, Texas basketball for a second. We'll get back to the text line, but we, we I do want to mention the game yesterday. Texas, uh, did end up losing, to UConn, eighty-one seventy-one. They play the game. Uh, it's a back-to-back game for Texas. We know Dylan DeSue has been out. We know that. Texas has been playing okay without him. Uh, we They were able to beat Louisville even after a very slow start, not a great shooting night. They come into this game. Caden Shedrick, who had 27 points against Louisville and the night before, was out of this game. Uh, he is, you know, he had his arm. He had surgery on his shoulder in the offseason. He took a lot of beating on it in that game. So they decided as a precautionary tale. You know what? It doesn't matter if we're playing. You know, we're playing UConn and the win. It's going to be great. But we know there's going to be a physical game against UConn, and we don't want to risk getting him knocked out for the next, you know, two weeks or three weeks, and and injuring him worse. Or maybe, you know, who knows what could happen? Let's let him rest. Let's not push it too far. We're still very early in the season. Uh, let's not let him rest. The problem with that is, without Dylan DeSue, without Ken Shedrick, you are a much smaller team. You basically had uh, a Yim out there, uh, Brock Cunningham, where your big guys, and that was about it for your big guys. And they so they played a lot of minutes, uh, and, and you know what, they did a good enough job. Dylan Mitchell stepped up in this game. Dylan Mitchell, uh, especially early on when no one was hitting shots, Max Smith and Tyrese Hunter both start off really cold and couldn't hit the, the broadside of a barn. And Dylan Mitchell showed up and put up a bunch of points early. He finishes with 21 points on 9-12 shooting, 3-5 uh, from the free throw line. He gets eight rebounds as well and two block shots. It just one of those games for Dylan Mitchell that you kind of saw in that moment when no one else was able to take over, he got his spot, and that may be a light. If you want some positive news out of that game and it's a loss, Dylan Mitchell may have found a little bit of more confidence in something he's going to be able to do. He did that against the defending national champions. He kept getting to the basket. He kept getting his shots. He kept getting into mid-range and and be able to hit those. If you add that to the the Texas Longhorns team and add him as an offensive threat, a 20-point possible score a game, that we know Caden Shedrick is now a 20-point possible score a game, and if we want to add back Dylan to suit and we know what he can do, and then Max A. Smith, who did not play well in these in the, the Madison Square Garden, if he starts to find his edge a little bit more, as he gets a little bit more used to playing with the bigger competition, if Tyrese Hunter can get hot in these games, there's a lot of hope for this Texas team. Uh, they just shot really poorly again. They shot poorly on the three-pointers last time. They shot five for 16. It was not just limited to them. Their defense was good uh, for UConn, and the defense was good for Texas limiting UConn to 7 of 24, which basically helped them back into it. UConn went on a big run early, was able to push the game out to about a 10-point lead, and as much as Texas tried to get into it and fight back, they fought back at the end of this game, and they fought hard back at the end of this game. It unfortunately was just too little too late, and by the time they got there, their legs were tired. UConn hit some really big shots. Texas missed some big shots, but, uh, but a hell of an effort by Texas to get in there. Uh, You know, they got out-rebounded 40-29. to That was kind of a big sign. There was too many second-chance points. If you take some of those away, and they only allowed 13 second-chance points, which seems less than I saw. I felt like I saw more than that just watching the game. But that was unfortunate. They did pick their shooting up, uh, shot 50% in the second half. Uh, But if you're a Texas basketball fan, if you're just a fan watching that, there was a lot of positives. Rodney Terry came out and said it after the game. He said that there is no moral victories at Texas. He has the right viewpoint. There is no moral victories, but that's about as damn close as you can get. Uh, that, was a, that was a hell of a game by this Texas basketball team to fight back very shorthanded, to fight back on a team that was much bigger than them, to play very tight defense on them, to keep them shooting lower from the three-point range, to make them not be able to go in there, to push them and make them go up and, shoot and hit free throws, which they did. They went 16 of 18. UConn did. They had a good game you know, they trash the boards and Texas has issues with crashing the boards. But if you take out Shedrick and you take out Dylan to two guys who are going to be on the court, at least one of them pretty much all the time. uh, You know, it just guys were able to get through Tyrese Hunter is not the biggest guy. Max Ace is not the biggest guy. So Texas was just a little shorthanded. I think IT Horton did okay in this game, kind of trying to find it. He missed some threes late, but I think he was doing better finding his defense in this game. He's got to find his spot. Uh, but, yeah, we, we've seen now Kendall Weaver is going to be able to come in. He brought some fire into this team as well. I think he did a good job uh, bringing some much-needed energy into this game when Texas was kind of starting to get beat up and, and just feeling a little down. It, it, but there's a lot of positives. There was a lot of positives for a 10-point loss in the game. They were really into it. There was a point where it got down to six, and it felt like it could have got to four, and you just missed a shot and missed a free throw, and you, you just couldn't quite get it down to where you needed to be but but overall, if you want to say this is early in the season with two of your better players out of the game, and you know you're going up against a team that won a national championship last year, I'm going to say that that was a that was a great effort by Texas. And there's a lot of positivity you can get out of. They go on to play Wyoming on Sunday. Uh, there's a couple more games I believe until they go and play that big game against Marquette. That is going to be a huge game going up against Shaka Smart coming up. We'll get into more of that as the time gets closer and closer. But uh, great effort from this Texas basketball team to not fall apart, to stay in it, and to fight in this game. That's what you want to see. You want to see the fight in the game, and that's what they did. So, so hats off to them for, for going to Madison Square Garden and not allowing themselves to, to be put out by UConn. That was a great effort. I, I came a bull short, but you know I'm not, I'm, I left that game as a loss. I was upset at the moment, but I, I'm just really proud of the team. For how they acted in that game and how they how they fought through. Let's get back to Texas. 512-447-3776. Uh, as Texas says, oh, that's the easiest choice. Give me the Sooners, and you shouldn't have to ask why. From Arbor Horn 81. There's a plenty of reasons for Oklahoma. Texas needs to play the highest ranked team so far. That is Oklahoma with Kevin from Elgin. Uh Texas. Hey, Patrick, I think the only way getting the college football playoff is by avenging our only loss to lose the lovers or what should be called uh, North Texas. Uh, yes, I, I agree. The, I I think everybody's right on this that you have to kind of that they're the highest ranked team. It's the best path to the college football playoffs which I don't know if the, I don't think there's ever been a point in this season with the college football playoffs with the four teams that there's been five undefeated teams going this far into the season So, you know, they're going to have to go into it. I hope that it does weigh in more that Texas played a very good team. And heck, I hope it weighs well for Alabama that they played a Texas team. Uh, You know, we want these non-conference games. We want these good non-conference games. And, you know, you hope that that kind of gives you an edge. I know these are booked far enough out. You don't know when Texas could have been a three-win team the year before and they could have not been that team that they were. These are two really good teams, and so hopefully uh, that pays into it, and depending on what happens, we'll be able to find a way where we could possibly get into it. You know, Right now, it's Big 12 Championship, and you're happy with where you get in that. You did lose the game, but I I think you're right. Uh, Oklahoma is the way to go. Uh, As Texter says, I talk to my hairdresser, but I prefer not to. Whatever keeps my barber happier. That's kind of what it is. I'm just curious, and if you cut hair, let me know. Do you want to talk to people? Or are you just doing it for kindness too? Because I feel like it's just both of us just BSing each other and neither one of us wants to do it. We both would be fine with silence, but someone's got it. But then it's like, well, I don't want to be the one to be the jerk. And so someone talks. That's why I think it is just. Uh, Chief Engineer says, Gundy is a trickster. Uh, don't, be, don't like that guy. He'll be playing every trick play from the past 20 years. <laughs> I like that one too. Uh Brandon says, I don't even want the game this game versus tech to be close. Want to see seventy hung on him, hook him. Brandon, I do too. I do not see that happening. Uh, you know, without Jonathan Brooks, Cedric Baxter's playing well. CJ Baxter's doing a great job, but I don't necessarily see it, and with Quinn Ewers being a little beat up still, I don't necessarily see us putting up seventy. I'd like to see us put up thirty-five forty for sure. Uh, and then I like to see him. You be able to hold Texas Tech. That's the reality. Win the turnover margin. Not a lot of craziness that goes into this. Uh, that you have to do. <laughs> this here. Can you do <laughs> eleven to seven? I cannot do eight hours of talking by myself. No, I cannot. I appreciate. I appreciate that you prefer me to some national people, but uh, I I that is a little bit much uh, much for me. Uh, if you missed the game last night, the Eagles did beat the Chiefs. Uh, twenty-one to seventeen. The story of this was, of course, the drops—five drop passes for the Chiefs. They lead the league in drop passes this year, yeah, and you know they had a pass. Uh, Valdez Scantling, Mahomes hit him over the top. The reality is, which is the craziest part to say about this Chiefs team, but Spags had him go- has him going. This is a defense-first team, and Mahomes and Kelsey are basically holding up an offense with a beat-up offensive line that doesn't seem to be holding very well, and a bunch of wide receivers who can't catch a football. I don't know if you can say now they're the best tandem of a defense first team on the offense uh, of Mahomes and Kelsey, but I don't know if that is a recipe to get you there. This seems like a point that tech that you're going to, the chiefs are going to figure out in the next few weeks, at least one other receiver that they can trust in big moments to get the ball to, because they tried a bunch of different guys at the end of that game and it did not work out. But uh, the Eagles get the win, continuing to push that lead uh, against the Cowboys and the, the NFC, and then that that the, the Eagles just look good. They didn't look as great as they've been looking, but again, that Chiefs offense, that Chiefs defense is really, really good. Uh, some other news around the NFL: Matt Canada, the Pittsburgh Steelers offensive coordinator that everybody has won fired for a long time, finally is fired. So we will see if now the Steelers and Mike Tomlin finally made the decision that's going to get him another winning season. But uh, I don't know why this took so long. This is one of those coaching decisions that it seems like should have been made a while ago. I have no idea why it's taking this long. But Matt Canada was finally fired today. And then finally, Tom Brady came out today and said the NFL is worse than it ever has been uh, because they're not letting players hit each other and they're not going old school. And I think he wants to go. I don't know what Tom Brady was saying because he all these rules were made for quarterbacks like him. And he was the one who complained every time anybody touched him. It's the craziest, most hypocritical, old man statement. Get off my yard. He's going to be awful on Fox if he has this attitude. Uh, No, no, let him play. Let him hit him. I know I got away with it, but screw everybody else. Is a terrible opinion. And uh, what Sark talked about the other day is you leave the game better than you found it. We talk about Bijan and Roshan. and They left the University of Texas better than they found it. You talk about the seniors on this Texas team that are going to be celebrating senior night. Uh, on Friday with Texas Tech, and those guys have left the program better than they found it. What did Tom Brady leave the NFL if he's walking out now and says it sucks? Then he left it a worse place because he was apparently the guy who was running the show while he was in there. So uh, Tom Brady, if you don't want to say something positive, just shut up and go away. We we don't need you anymore. I'm sure you were great when you played. I wasn't a fan of you then because you, you always seem to be this guy who just had to be the center of attention and had to be that guy. Seemed like a guy I wouldn't get along with. You still seem like a guy I wouldn't get along with. Not a fan of, a fan of the comments today from Tom Brady. I'm not a fan of the every time my things were better when I was younger. and Things were better when I was having fun. Never a fan of that crowd. It's like, man, you get it, but that's what part of getting older is. You just have to age with it and find the fun. Stop being the one who's trying to try and ruin everybody else's good time. Have a good time yourself. Enjoy the game. You get him mad because they're, they're finding players? Look, I'm a big supporter of I think it's silly when an offensive player tucks his head and the defender gets a late hit and they say he was targeting because he lowered his head. Yeah, that's that's BS. That's not what he was talking about. He was saying that you should be able to try and level people again and try and knock people out of games, which you shouldn't be trying to do because you want those players to keep playing week after week. You shouldn't want everybody to get knocked out of games. I know in the moment of the game you want it, but in grand scheme you don't. You want to play the best players. You want those guys to be playing the game. He wanted to be in the game. He could have broken his leg every season if he would have wanted it to be the way he is. It's a weird, weird random comment from Tom Brady today. I'm sure it will be talked about much more as the week goes on. But it's too much, it's too short for that. It's, it's a short week. with a Thanksgiving week. We're gonna take a break. When we come back, more of your text, 512 447 3776 and I want to play some more sound from Hook'em Up with Ian Robbie Coming up here on the sports complex on the Horn 1019-AIM1260, the Horn app and Hornfm.com.
1: The Sports Complex with Patrick Davis on the Horn.
0: Back on the Sports Complex on a Tuesday afternoon playing songs about thanks since it's Thanksgiving week. and Solid, solid entry here from ZZ Top. Uh, thank you there from ZZ Top. Solid stuff. Solid stuff. Uh, text line still open. 512-447-3776. Uh, we can get into some more talk about Texas football. I do want to play some sound from Hook'em Up with E and B as uh, they talked about you know the culture of this team and and how they've turned into a 10 win team and and Sark talked about it but Rod has also been someone who has been through that and been through the culture of a winning team at Texas and so that is something that uh, it's a good it's a good piece of audio they're from Texas are there from hook' em up uh, let's see a couple more texts in here some people that are trying to figure out the way in the college while well, playoff loser of Ohio State and Michigan drops out not necessarily if Michigan wins Ohio State unfortunately probably still stays in. Because they are very connected in there. I don't believe it. I don't think it's a good thing. I think it's complete BS if that happens. But I think it's very probable that Ohio State stays in. Uh, Florida State loses. they got to lose to Florida. We That is not a given so far. Or in the ACC championship game. Uh, but they may not be able to get in there. They don't have the strength to schedule. And uh, Washington probably is going to win out at this point. Oregon does have Oregon State, who's a pretty good team and Oregon does not have a great strength of schedule. If Texas beats Texas Tech by more than eight, then that'll tell you Oregon only beat Texas Tech by eight. You have a similar opponent, and we would have beat them worse. So beat them by more than eight, and you prove that you're better than Oregon because that's all Oregon could do to Texas Tech. Uh, Texas has a playoff problem from this texter. They aren't getting in unless Iowa wins the Big Ten or FSU loses the the SEC because the Pac-12 is in, Big Ten and SEC, maybe two SEC if Bama beats the Dogs. Matt, and Round Rock. Uh, I, yeah, and I, I think the Big Ten, I think Michigan, it's very easy. If Ohio State beats Michigan, they're definitely out because the scandal and everything else, I think people will just easily push them out. Uh, but it, it is there is a lot of scenarios that have to happen. They have not happened yet, which makes it harder to believe that they will happen. Uh, WPI Parts Guy says final score, Texas 31, Texas Tech 17. We'll get more into that tomorrow, uh, but we'll get more into that. I do want to play this sound from Hook'em Up with Ian Robbie, talking about the culture at Texas from a guy who had a pretty good culture when he was there at Texas with Mac Brown, uh, getting right before that national championship team. So Hook'em Up with Ian Robbie, weekday morning 6 to 11 on the horn. Here's a clip from right now.
2: Steve Sarkeesian met with the media, as always, his Monday uh, press conference and Monday media availability. Uh, short week, though, of course, because we know it is uh, the Thanksgiving week for the Longhorns. So they'll be on a short week. So he spoke to the media about. Obviously, Iowa State, but did speak about Texas Tech, too. But first, let's hear from the head coach talking about that big win, as E called it, a culture win uh, when their culture was challenged versus Iowa State on the road names.
3: All righty. Uh, quick recap of the, uh, the ball game the other night. Um, you know, going back through the tape, I-, I thought our guys played a really good football game. Uh, I, know, I know we had some self-inflicted wounds in the first half um, that took two touchdowns off the board. Uh, And naturally, you know, had the fumble uh, inside the 10. Um, But I thought our guys, you know, did a great job keeping their poise and composure. Uh, Our defense continued to play well. We came out in the second half uh, and of our five possessions, you know, two touchdowns, a field goal. We had the one punt and then we finished the game with the ball in our possession at the end of the game. So really efficient uh, second half. Um, I, I thought that, you know, defensively, again, our ability to to stop the run, um, to you know, pretty much make them one-dimensional. Uh, and again, we gave up the one-pop pass to the tight end there in short yards, but I thought our defense had a heck of a game. Uh, I thought offensively the balance was there uh, without you know, obviously not having Jonathan. I thought Cedric Baxter really showed up. Uh, it was a nice job by Jaden Blue and, and his and his ability to, to step into the fold. Uh, so all in all, I, again, I thought we played a really good game um controlled the game, even, you know, just on, on our on our mindset, uh even into the that fourth quarter. So um again, I again I like the poise that our guys showed in that game when things, you know, clearly weren't going our way and, and we, we were kind of stubbing our own toes there in the first half, but nobody panicked. Uh and I thought, you know, that's a sign of
2: maturity for our team. Uh so that that was a that was a real positive there. Right, let's start talking about the win at uh Ames. and yeah it is uh, my man uh, Jerry Hamilton I was talking to him yesterday on All in Texas football the uh, inside Texas YouTube channel talking to Texas football all the time. You can always uh catch uh me on there. My man E. Hogan's on there doing uh some great work on the in-game live watch as well. But he brought he said uh you know this has been a culture season uh for Texas, right? Establishing the culture. There's a lot of discussion about culture in this uh in this press conference this media availability as a matter of fact I don't know if we will have time to play it. We probably should, but it's a five, close to five minute answer from Sark when he was asked by Anwar Richardson of Orange Bloods, you know, define culture. And he looked like he was waiting on somebody to ask him that question. He just, he's like, all right, uh, how much time we got here? And he just went off for like four, five minutes. I think we'll have time to play it, of course, but it's, it's good. It's really good. It's meat. But it, it shows you how, um, how, real, how much thought he's put into the culture of this program and this season. And I like the way my man Jerry put it. It's a culture season. Um, and you talked about, uh, that was a culture win at aims. And that's why maybe all the guys were so proud of it. It was because it did exemplify. It was the epitome of their culture and a lot of different guys contributing, Jay Witt, Gunnar Helm. You know, these aren't the stars of the show necessarily, right? Your main stars are X-Men, and, you know, Jay Brooks was your star, and J.T. Sanders, and A.D. Mitchell. And it was strange that in this culture win, the guys except that were C.J. Baxter, Gunnar Helm, Jay Witt. And I think that was, you know, that's kind of a microcosm, and that's part of what Stark's so proud of that, no, no, we can go out there. It doesn't have to be if our if our you know top uh, front line guys, if our top players, our elite players, if they're not having a great day or they're being taken away, we can still win. To your point about uh, you know finding a way to win ugly, that's part of winning ugly. Other guys have to step up in that role, and that I think is something Tech should be proud of in that game. Your your top plays were made by like I love that movie. The other guys you ever seen them with Mark Wahlberg and. Uh, Will Farrell. Oh. You've seen that tie, right? The other guys? Yeah, great film. Great film. See? It's classic comedy. You need. T- I'm telling you, Eve, this this holiday week. The other guys. The other guy. It, you should watch it with the family. Y'all will enjoy it. It's it's worth it. It's worth the watch. I'm telling you, because uh, actually, Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell are a pretty good comedy duo. But I digress. Getting back to it, this it's about the other guys, not necessarily the the stars of the show. It's about the other guys, and that's what that the Iowa State win was about. It was about the other guys. Jay Witt, Helm, C.J. Baxter, they stepped up.
1: Yeah, and that's. Uh... You know the, 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 they you hope that those guys i mean they're the grit guys right they're the uh not uh-huh. the stars of the team kind of thing Blue guys. uh but you know the, and we'll play it we' got five hours so we will play his uh four and a half five minute you know thoughts on culture and how you build culture and what that actually means and i mean it was it was it went viral yesterday because you know guys like john gordon the all the, the uh the motivational and A best-selling author was retweeting Sark's words on that of how how to do it. I, I shared it with Colonel Craig Flowers, our you know specialist in leadership. He was uh, he enjoyed it a lot because it's true. It's all truth about, and it's not just for sports. That's why those guys are it, any leader, any any organization, any business can learn from what Sark said yesterday um, because it is true. Your culture is what you do all the time. Yep, and everybody in your. Uh, in your group does all the time I mean it's just the way you act as a team way you act as a as a unit and that's really what it's about but it's not easy and Sark the biggest word he used was organic it's organic you can't put it on a t-shirt you know if you think of the move of the uh, show Ted Lasso which you know I saw I heard John uh, Jim Harbaugh talking about yesterday but he was doing it in in quips and jokes like Jim Harbaugh does Um, but you know Sark didn't say anything about Ted Lasso but you know the the believe sign that's up over the the, the wall on the show ted lasso but but yeah you can put the sign up but then you have to believe it you got to mm-hmm. do it it's every day and if you shot you watch the run of that show over time the culture changed and the attitudes changed And i think that's what sark is saying that you got to be every day and intentional about it uh top to bottom coaches players and that's what's fun about seeing this team take that step because a lot of these wins you know are coming because of the culture because of you know the ability to not play great all the time, but guess what? On on fourth and you know four stops from the five yard line, you're going to win a football game, uh, or you need to run out the clock against Iowa State, or you need somebody to step up and make a play. You know this team has guys there that are are bought in and playing for one another. Uh, yep. The number one thing.
2: Totally agree. Um, and playing for one another has got them ten wins in the regular season for the first time since 2009, and Sark's first ten win season as a head coach. Here is Steve Sarkisian talking about uh, that accomplishment. Um, and then ultimately for us to get our 10th win, um, which is, you know, it's
3: obviously as, as players and as coaches, you're always kind of looking to, you know, those benchmarks throughout a season. You know, bowl eligibility is always something that, that people point to. You know, 10 win seasons is always something people point to. Uh, conference championships, something people point to bowl game, uh, and then naturally, you know, if there's a CFP opportunity. So uh, it's a great benchmark for us to hit. I know uh, the guys, the coaches were excited about it. But I think, um, you know, all of us would, would tell you the same thing. You know, we're not done yet. And we know there, there's, there's more out there for us to do. Um, the goals that we had set for ourselves, you know, at the, at the start of the season uh, are still there for us. Um, so, you know, we're, we're looking forward to kind of continuing the mission, continuing the journey.
2: All right, and uh, that mission uh, will be uh, Texas Tech coming up uh, this weekend. And Sark was asked about the Red Raiders, and uh, here is Sark breaking down the Longhorns' next upcoming opponent.
3: And, uh, you know, Friday night game. It's only our second night game of the year. Uh we know uh, it, was, it was a great spectacle, uh, the first night game that we have, and we're looking forward to another uh, awesome opportunity this Friday night. It'll be senior night for our seniors to celebrate them and all that they've done for our program. And I think that uh, you know I've been pretty adamant and pretty clear about what those guys have meant to our program. Uh, and so a chance to honor them will be great, uh, a chance for us to kind of uh, a solidify an opportunity to play in the Big 12 championship game. Uh, is obviously exciting uh, on that front. Um, and then hopefully for our fans to celebrate this team, you know, to, to where this team has come. And I know what everybody's gone through over the last decade or so. And so for the fact that this team has one more opportunity to play in DKR, you know, Friday night, uh, we're looking for a, 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 a raucous, uh, intense crowd, uh, one that uh, – fuels our players with energy. But hopefully, again, like I always say, the players have to do their part. We have to do their, our part to uh, to fuel the fans with energy too. So hopefully everybody can make it. Everybody have a little uh, turkey on, on Thursday. Enjoy your Friday afternoon and then and then get to DKR for, I think, for us, uh, an awesome an awesome ball game against a really good opponent. You know, I think Tech, you know, it, it really had a tough start to the season. I know we, we all go through it and you never know when injuries show up. Uh, but they were fighting that injury bug earlier in the year. Um, and I think, you know, as you could see them getting themselves healthier and healthier, they've strung together three in a row now. They're playing really good defense. Um, they're running the football extremely well. Uh, kind of have changed philosophically that way. Um, so we know we're going to get their best shot. And so we've got to do a great job of preparation this week for, for a heck of a ball club. And um,
2: should it should be an exciting night, Friday night. Yeah, they are running the ball a little bit more. It is a weird, uh, philosophical shift. And I think it was out of necessity because quarterbacks kept going down. I mean, you need a new identity to the offense when you're working with your third string quarterback. That's not going to work. And, uh, Taj Brooks is really talented. And this tech team is running the football probably as, probably as much as you, as any tech team you remember in the last 15 years, <laughs> 15, 20 years or so.
1: We know it's funny um you'll be taj brooks their best player offensively right now yes and their offensive line is bad in pass protection so you were you know we, i know when we were previewing texas tech the idea was they're bringing their whole offensive line back but as we said there are a lot of tech fans going "Should they really <laughs> Do we, we didn't wanna, replace those guys
2: <laughs> what about the transfer board yeah. <laughs> yeah. uh
1: but they're they're better in run block i mean, so they run a lot of gap scheme they run a lot of power they run behind taj brooks and you know, I you know it was my buddy Mike Craven on uh, the senior writer at Dave Campbell's Texas Football last night. We recorded our uh, weekly Eyes on Texas podcast, and he gave the stat that the he looked into the numbers of Jeff Trailer and Joey McGuire Rod, mm-hmm. two college, two high school coaches. Oh yeah, over the course of their career. Now Joey McGuire, if you combine last year and this year, and what uh, what Jeff Trailer has done at UTSA, eighteen and two in the month of November. Those wow. two, which. Yeah, it, that's what you do in high school. You just keep trying yeah, to fix yeah. problems. Just playoffs, keep trying to fix you problems. Get
2: to the playoffs and that's when you want to be peeping. problem. you call them problem peep.
1: solvers, right? Yeah, we talked about Matt Campbell down. a little bit like that last week yep. that, you know, that's yeah. how that's how you coach in high school. You're not you can't go at anybody. You can't go find anybody. Exactly right. And OK, well, that's not working. Let's try this. Uh, let's try to go win football games and Joy McGuire. That, that, that's their best course of, of action. And guess what? They're, as He said they're losing. They're winning close games. They're running the ball. They're protecting their defense a little bit. Uh, they're still doing it out of tempo. Uh, but, the, you know, the, this game for me, the reason the Longhorns are a two-touchdown favorite is have, those are similar styles, right? You're right. Texas kind of plays that style too. They just do it at a kind of a heavyweight level. I think right now te- Texas Tech would be a middleweight. Yeah. Um,
2: it's what they – Yeah, I mean, they run, they've run. they run the ball at least 40 times in four of the last six games. And they've won three in a row. Yeah, uh, and they've won three in a row, and it's – it's strange, they're not always productive running the football either. They're just committed to it. <laughs> yeah. They're averaging three and a half, 3.4, three yards. And how about this? In three of the last four games, they've averaged less than four yards per carry. And yet they just, they keep running and they're still running for it. so it's they committed to it against Texas. I don't know if that's gonna work against Texas. Rush You're defense. kind of playing
1: right into what they want you to try right. to do. I would
2: say rush for nine yards. K State was a top five rushing offense, and they had their lowest rushing output since 2014 against no, Texas with it. with dual threat duo dual threat quarterbacks, which were, which is really hard to defend. So I, know. Tajh uh, Brooks is good. I don't know if he's that good.
1: Yeah. Well, I will go back to Joey McGuire. I oh, think yeah, he'll. I think he'll know better than to try that. And you got to try, but at the same try. time, you, you if you have to abandon it, you kind of know you maybe get some in breaking routes and throw the like ball. A,
2: they'll do like U of A's in The in the first two drafts. They're like handing it off,
1: trying to run the ball, and, and then dude. they'll say, "No, let's just go, let's just throw, go it throw it around. Throw our only chance here. Yeah. Well, it's like a boxing match. He's, he's bigger and stronger than me. Let me just start throwing haymakers and see if I land one. Yeah, you know? exactly. Because <laughs> you're, yeah, you got no shot. You trying to sit in there. The longer you, you sit, can't in box with this guy. No. I got I gotta hit him on the chin. Okay, uh there's some behind the BOC. We'll do it throughout the morning. Here more from Sark. Somebody said any injury update. Sark did say yesterday that he, did. Th- he doesn't think any of the guys who got nicked up on Saturday are not gonna play. He said you gotta ask him on he Thursday. No more on when Turkey Day. But right now, as of Monday, felt pretty good that Xavier Worthy, uh, DJ Campbell, JT Sanders, today sh- Barron was another guy. That was should be Williams. good to yeah. go uh coming up in this game. It's All cool. right.
0: Good stuff there from hooking up with Ian Robbie, talking about the culture, talking about Texas Tech. And we hope, I mean, I hope they're committed to the run on Friday. That would be nice for Texas. If they just have said, we don't want to throw it on you guys, even though your past defense has been suspect. We just want to run the football. and like that. We had to take a break. Come back, wrap up the show here on the Sports Complex and the Horn 1019, AM 1260, the Horn app, and the HornFM.com.
1: The Sports Complex with Patrick Davis on the Horn. We got to get
0: out of here. Thanks to everybody for playing along on the text line today. Uh, appreciate you guys every show and Chief Engineer and Chan and Nate and all you guys who are regulars, WA, WPI Parts Guy, all you guys that are regulars. Appreciate it. Uh, if you missed the announcement earlier, we are moving 4 to 6 p.m. starting December 4th. So it's two more weeks here. Uh, We'll finish out this week. Tomorrow, get you wrapped up with uh, more Texas football talk. Get some picks. See what can happen around the college football world, around the NFL world. We'll get to all that. Have a good time for the holidays here on the Sports Complex tomorrow. But until then, be kind, be safe, keep your underwear clean. We'll see you right back here tomorrow, 5 o'clock, for more the Sports Complex.